and welcome to TV Watch, a podcast from Digital TV Europe looking at the biggest news and trends in the worlds of broadcasting, streaming and everything else to do with the TV industry in Europe and further afield. I'm Jonathan Easton, Deputy Editor of Digital TV Europe and on today's show I speak with Richard Brandt, Director of Advanced TV UK and International at Vivo. Sat here in July of 2022, we are just shy of 41 years removed from the debut of MTV. In the intervening period, plenty has changed in the music industry, but no change has been so pronounced as the effect that the internet has had on how consumers discover music and how artists reach audiences. The same can be said for music videos, with what was once a marketing tactic for an album now being a fully-fledged art form in its own right and something that marketers are always keen to glom onto. And, sat here in July 2022, the undoubted leader in the realm of music videos in the digital age is Vivo. Owned by Universal Music Group and Sony Music Entertainment, Vivo is available on everything from Fire TV to Sky and charts 25 billion, that's billion with a B, views across television, desktop and mobile devices each month. Joining me now to talk about the company, its CTV strategy and approach to addressable advertising is Richard Brandt. Director of Advanced TV, UK and International at Vivo. Vivo is immediately familiar as the name that you'll see at the bottom of a music video screenshot. But why don't you tell us a little bit more about what the business is about? Vivo is uh, it's quite a complicated beast, but I suppose ultimately it's it, we're the distribution arm owned by Sony and and, um, and Universal. We ultimately distribute a quality video. We're, we're effectively the world's leading music video network, and we are ultimately responsible for getting those videos in front of as many viewers as possible at their at their request rather than you know at our, at our kind of across our platform so we're pretty agnostic in terms of the platforms that we use but it's all official videos that we distribute and it is um, increasingly ever on tv screens as well as our kind of strategy moving forward to ensure that um yeah we we get the, the music video back on the uh, the tv tv screen in in people's living rooms basically and i suppose a central part of that is building up relationships with ctv operators what is the kind of relationships you have there we yeah again pretty agnostic work with with most platforms and ever expanding as well so you'll you'll see us working with the likes of tech companies uh, such as fire roku so on like that as well as broadcasters as well so we work with sky we work with um, virgin um and uh, and ultimately nothing's off limits on on that side of thing but we we've also over the last few years been launching a number of um, linear channels as well so we're not effectively just on demand we we do actually have uh, linear channels uh, launched into the likes of Samsung TV Plus or Pluto uh, as a platform as well. So we're we're very much on that path to to have that kind of TV mentality about the business, and and obviously with with linear uh, sh- scheduling, we've we've also kind of got a different dynamic there as well, which is now starting to overlap uh, between our, our kind of approach to apps as well, where we will start the the app experience with a linear service but also has those kind of on-demand uh, elements to it as well. So there's, it's a very kind of fluid approach to the world uh, right now. And obviously over the last couple of years, that change in behavior has really served us well in, in terms of that kind of manage, managing distribution and kind of, you know, the ability to actually get it out there as well. It's become a lot more easier uh, to do so. 
I always find it really interesting when you talk to brands, companies who are have historically been digital first, like yourselves, and you're approaching the linear business from a, an entirely different perspective. Whereas you had, you know, traditional broadcasters would have been dipping their toe into the OTT digital world maybe a decade ago as kind of supplemental to their core linear business. Now they're increasingly having to switch over to the other way, but you're always going to be that digital focus with that kind of supplementary aspect. Yeah, I think, you know, it's we we again it's that kind of position of being almost a publisher and we're in a very great position to be because i mean from an advertising perspective as well we just want our ad uh, our, our videos to be seen um and that's that's our role ultimately we want to be where we will be the most accessible easy to consume and the greatest experience to watch that that music video and ultimately advertisers want exactly the same thing and that's ex exactly why we are we've been kind of so um you know successful in the amount of, of, of people we, we can reach through all our platforms we say uk specifically uh we're talking you know half the country sees a vivo video every every month and then if you talk about connected tv which has obviously been that kind of growing element uh to it to our side of um the, the business is you know we're reaching now over uh, you know over 12 million viewers unique viewers through a tv every month so we're in broadcast territory in in that scenario and and i suppose if you consider that all of these videos that we distribute are made for tv there is not an artist in the world that does not want their their music video to be seen on a tv screen um we're actually a really kind of um you know a, a very kind of guarantee of quality uh, around that kind of that, that video and that content um, and outside the broadcasters there's not really a publisher that that reaches that many viewers through a tv screen around that kind of editorial production value uh, around that video so it's a, it's a good place to be uh, for us at the moment and i guess you've got the uh, the element of people are always going to want to have music on it you know back in the day you'd just go to someone's house and stick on mtv or something in the background for some music videos or a party or something and then everything was spotify streaming uh, and now people might just go back to oh it's on my pluto or just stick it on there and then you can have the music there and it's always going to be as you say a curated feed so it's well, well that's that's the thing is like kind of um you kind of feel like music's never going away. Like people like music, it turns out. <laughs> so, uh, so you've got a scenario where, where you know, there is a new release. There is just constant flow of this music coming. Uh, and I suppose that's what a lot of the, um, you know, newer uh, CTV platforms struggle with at the moment um, from a European uh, point of view anyway, in terms of that new content coming through, that traction to platforms and so on like that. Because a lot of them, you know, heavily rely on on that kind of uh, back catalogue to to kind of fill airtime. But uh, I mean, as as my, and we're in a weird position there because even our back catalogue is being kind of experienced for the first time through uh, through exploration of of kind of Gen Z as well uh, in, in that scenario. But but ultimately, because there's these new artists always coming through, there is always new content to consume, and and there's also those kind of we have those tentpole moments like Adele's release and so on like that, where there is a big attraction to to the platform to kind of consume that new content coming through. And and the other strange thing with our our platform is obviously what's it's, it's a reflection on society as well, because you've got, you know, whatever happens in the world, whether if there's some music that accompanies it, suddenly you get this spike on our platform because something happened on say Netflix, for example, or on TikTok. So, um, and, and obviously the other weird one is like World Cup comes along and then suddenly, you know, three lines goes through the roof. So all these things is, is quite a, 
I suppose, unique place for us to be because, you know, there's a lot of that, that kind of, you know, even our back catalogue is still loved and, you know, sought after, um, even if it's kind of an old song because they are, you know, music goes in cycles and it, there is a, this constant kind of resampling and, and so on like that, which ultimately gets more more views out of that way as well. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's an in- interesting proposition that, that that's not going away. M- music remains. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't mention you, you, you specifically mentioned there about things popping up, Netflix, specifically you mentioned the words strange things uh, for me to can not mention this explosion of uh, Kate Bush last month yeah. Metallica this month mm-hmm. are you guys um, in that kind of curation process reactive to these trends I think well I mean luckily you know we are reactive in in terms of the fact that a lot of this is on demand anyway so it just that just happens naturally it's a very organic um, uh, process because obviously we have that on demand element across our tv services as well as um, of course on that but ultimately we do have scheduling teams um, and those schedulers um, will be uh, you know very cognizant of, of what's going on in the world right now and you know from from our own perspective yes they will curate based on those sorts of things but also you know, we're obviously a global entity and, and we have to kind of, um, you know, curate for, for local markets as well. So there will be Latin music for certain regions or, or, or a German channel for, 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 for Germany. So, yeah, we, we have a we very much have a, a content team thinking about these things all the time. Definitely. You mentioned earlier the kind of challenges that publishers face in this space. And something that I know is is an increasing concern is this kind of rather nebulous idea of brand safety. What would you say kind of from a Vivo perspective, how do you define what brand safety means and how important is it to you? Yeah, I mean, from from us, we, we're obviously we're across all the the, the standards uh, that you'd expect, so the IAB uh, tag certifications and, and so on like that. So we, we we definitely you know uphold all those values that are expected of of the industry, definitely. Um, but I mean, you know, one of the the cr- crucial elements to us is that we we do you know have a, a catalogue of of content that we make sure is 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 brand appropriate in terms of our our, our kind of ratings as well. So we are very you know again cognizant of that making sure that, that that's there but the the other the flip side of it is well you know coming from where we came from obviously and that youtube being one of our distribution points um is to be very you know open in market is that you know we do have an editorial team production values and so on like that to you know make sure that this is quality made for tv content and if you think about you know youtube has a lot of reach but ultimately there is a lot of long tail and, and all sorts of stuff in there that that you know to be a, a lot more aware of and those videos are being uploaded all the time whereas you can guarantee from a source like vivo or you know even you know other broadcasters such as channel 4 they've recently starting to put long form onto to youtube in terms of of the way that they're distributing is you can kind of guarantee from those channels that you know what you're going to get um, as a brand that you know you're going to be around effectively some of the biggest celebrities in the world and you know content that has been regulated and, and made for tv effectively part of that success comes from come, comes from the advertising business and you guys have just announced a partnership with web ads do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah so i mean w- w- the web ads partnership um uh, comes comes from uh, the fact that we 
are constantly expanding. Um, we are now from and off YouTube. I mean, YouTube's everywhere. That, that's, that's, that's a given. But in terms of, of where we actually expanding to, we're obviously expanding to Germany, Italy, France, uh, Spain, and our web ads are, are offering effectively um, within their service uh, an ability to, to have boots on the ground um, within, within different regions and be able to kind of understand the market better than we could from the UK because we are a, a UK um, based operation and we obviously have lots of conversations in market in, in different regions, but going into agencies, going to see brands, having those existing relationships to be able to sell across all our propositions uh, within those territories because there's only so much we can, we can do from the UK on that, that point of view. We, we do pan-European deals, of course, but ultimately, that the main thing for us is to maximize the opportunity in those regions and 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 kind of shift them forward and and web ads have, have offered a really good um, opportunity with that and how does that feed into your broader approach towards addressable tv so from, from addressable tv point of view yes i mean that feeds in on those re- regional bases obviously there would be the targeting mechanisms that, that can be done there but i mean i think from a a kind of a grander a, a vision of, of where that goes moving forward is that we um, we have scale and we have the ability to deliver through a TV screen, even when, you know, there are some targeting options put on top. So obviously a lot of European CTV providers at the moment do suffer from the kind of scale uh, element. And anytime you throw any sort of targeting elements on top of it, it starts to dwindle very quickly. But ultimately, because we can still deliver at small levels, we have been working with lots of kind of third party data, t- data companies in order to start segmenting, you know, geographically as well as using our first party in amongst this as well from effectively the stuff we do get back out of Google from like kind of uh, login data but also uh, the viewing data we actually see from platforms as well so you know how are they watching uh, we, we launched um, uh, not so long ago a moods option where ultimately the kind of music being watched kind of indicates what mood people are in what platforms they're watching through so if they're watching through the likes of Xbox and so on like that then you've got some indication on gaming um, and 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 obviously being able to in a world especially you know it's not unique to vivo um you know connected tv the lack of data lack of consistency in a world where that that's the case we have a a solution that doesn't touch those kind of gdpr concerns but ultimately does focus in on high affluent areas uh, areas with you know high density of of kind of dependent children and so on like so you can kind of indicate on families so we have that ability to kind of break down you know the uk and regions by well in the uk specifically 3000 regions for example so that's all district levels so that gives a bit of a, an ability to, to kind of really focus and still deliver scale, but really focused and work with clients because clients feed us data as well. They can feed, feed us, um, you know, their, their kind of conversion data or where important areas for them are within the country. And we can still deliver a campaign through a TV screen and be more focused about it uh, because of that scale that we have. So do you view going forward that uh, clients will be more focused on just the increasing scale and scope? Or do you think that the focus going forward will be that they want more and more granular data sets? Uh, there's there's two ways really, um, I, and I basically I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence and say they're probably both they're, they're born both um, as they always do, um, but I, I think there's there's a particular I'd say particularly in UK, but you know it's actually universal that your traditional TV companies are don't get me wrong still great 
at reaching vast amounts of people in a short space of time around you know regulated quality content but ultimately there is you know the, the, the off, offcom data you can look at or barb data you know no one can deny that though that reach curve or, or ability to reach um, um, uh, you know big populations is getting smaller particularly in the younger audiences there's the kind of stats that you can look at where 2017 50% of um, 1634s was, was spending time with broadcast content and and now uh, it's actually around about 32% of that 1634s and in 1624s it's 26% so th there is no doubt that TV still does a job that's talking about time spent not that it can reach but there is this you know scattering of attention and, and scattering across video and that's where you know we as a reach mechanism come in to say look we have your audience that you're looking for in abundance so you know use us to complement where you know your your traditional campaigns are, are are falling off but similarly depending on on the client you're talking to there could be that kind of approach at a more kind of specific level so you've got kind of that reach mechanism but then there is you know there's undoubtedly the the ability to start focusing a tv campaign in specific areas so we can also lean on in on that um again the scale element that we can deliver means that we don't just you know fall fall off a cliff in terms of the ability to deliver a campaign as soon as any sort of uh, geographical or um, uh, targeting goes on top so we have the ability to kind of lean into both worlds because the audience we can drive and the scale but also the ability to kind of focus in on areas as well so we do get both sides of the, the coin really and actually from our perspective we've always been kind of stuck in a you know, context of music in the past, but that reach element, we just, you know, people like music, no matter what walk of life they're from. So there's an audience to tap into there. And ultimately, you know, it doesn't have to be about the context music. Music is the vehicle. You can use us for branding. Also about kind of, you know, looking at any any sort of drive. So we, we've, you know, notoriously had tech companies looking for youth and so on like that. But actually, we're, we're starting to get like kind of insurance companies and so on like that really starting to think about their audience and how they can start kind of just just fitting in and, and kind of starting to drive within youth markets, but also be focused about it as well. So it, it's really diversified our, our kind of portfolio of clients. So that's the show. Thank you very much to Vivo's Richard Brandt and to you for listening. TV Watch is written, produced and mixed by me, Jonathan Easton, and Digital TV Europe's editor is Stuart Thompson. You can find me on Twitter at EastronEast or get in touch with me via email at jonathan.easton at informer.com. You can follow Digital TV Europe at Digital TV Europe on Twitter and at digitaltvEurope.com where you can sign up for our daily newsletter that will keep you up to speed on all the latest goings on in the TV industry. And if you're new to the show and would like to be informed when the latest episodes are released, you can subscribe to TV Watch on your preferred podcast platform of choice, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts or whatever. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye.